stop, listen, and ask yourself, have you ever pondered at the idea that there may be something to the other side? If so, and you're hearing my voice for the first time, then you may have just fallen into the void. Hey, hey, hey there. Hello there and welcome, listener, to another creepy episode of Into the Void, where we talk about anything and everything paranormal. I'm your ghost host with the most G-Man, bringing you the latest paranormal stories and chilling accounts. Joining me here for this special episode, I have two people here with me. I have Renee, the ever-so-humble Bravo. Renee, how's it going? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that's a good little nickname you made. You know, you told me to give you a nickname, uh, yeah. and I, I, that's the first thing that popped in my it. head. I love it. How are you doing, by the way? I'm doing good. Good. I'm actually excited for this episode. Yes, Yeah. absolutely. Also joining me on this episode, well, let's put it this way. This show wouldn't be possible without the amazing help of the Into the Void team. And we just so happen to have one of the behind-the-scenes member here. We have known each other since sixth grade. She has been there since, like, day one of the podcast show. Wow. She is one of the smartest women I know and my best friend. Give her some love. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to Nicole Birmingham. Nicole, welcome. Hey, uh, excuse me, but we've known each other since fifth grade. Is it fifth wow. grade? Yes. Oh, Dang. wow. I thought it was sixth grade. So it begins. So it begins. <laughs> this is how it's going to be in the whole episode. <laughs> I'm glad you're here, so thank you again so you much. You are very welcome. Renee, Nicole, mm-hmm. it's September, which means that we are getting closer and closer to that special time of year, Halloween. Oh, that's right. And if you look hard enough, you'll start to see Halloween decor in your local store. By the way, that rhymed unintentionally. <laughs> I did not mean that. That was weird. Up. Halloween decor in your local store. Tricks and treats are inching their way under the shelves of Walmart and CVS and the 99 cent store. And speaking of treats, we have a couple of them. I don't know if it's much of a treat as more of an annoyance. <laughs> But it's pumpkin spice season. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah, that started. And one of the things I came across online, actually, all the list of 15 different pumpkin spice things that are just a mistake. Mm-hmm. And one of them just so happened to be pumpkin spice Pringles. Ew. No. Yeah. That does not sound good no. whatsoever. No, not at all? No. Mm. I stop at pumpkin spice Oreos. Really? Yeah. Oh. I think, I, I think I'll, I'm willing to try that. You know, but I'm not for, buying that myself. For me, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's pumpkin spice latte, and that's it. Nothing else. I tried that for the first time last year. It's actually not that bad. Oh, really? Yeah. You mean and the entire time that it's been out, you just finally uh, tried it well, for the first you know, time last I'm year? I'm one of those, take offense, I'm a white girl, I'm not going to do it, because it's a white girl thing. Ah, I see. Actually, gotcha. <laughs> Halloween, by the way, has already started at my house. I have started decorating. I know it's September, but I couldn't help myself. Halloween no. is 365 days, 24-7. Doesn't matter how Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I love how Halloween now with like social media is becoming like a bigger thing. <laughs> like, no, it really is. People are now like thing. embracing Halloween yes. now. It's like Halloween's been forever, guys. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and the last exciting thing I'm going to mention here is we have a ghost story. Ooh, chilling. It's actually kind of creepy. Renee, you had a chance to read I this ghost story. It. it was really Yeah, Nicole, really you did too. Yes. Oh, really wow. Enjoyed it. Well, I can't wait to get into that. If you're new to the show, I like to post as much as I can on our social media sites, basically stating if you ever had a ghostly encounter, email the show. And I must say, I'm impressed with the amount of emails that I've received. Now, the thing is, we don't just take a ghost story and we put it up on our ghostly blog or just read it to the show. Mm-hmm. You see, we take the time to really look at every story given to us. We read it once, then we read it twice to be able to find bits of information in the story that we can later use or maybe even witness statements to help bring the story to life. Mm-hmm. Now, Renee, does that sound about right to you? Yeah. So before we get into this chilling ghost story, I would like to take a moment to thank each and every one of our listeners for tuning into the show. You have been Sending in your ghost stories after ghost stories, and for that I say thank you so much. Also, a very big thank you to our last guest, Realm of Shadow, Eric and Nathan, for coming onto the show and sharing with us what yeah, yeah what it takes yeah. to run a Christian haunted maze. For more on that, go ahead and just tune into episode 11. Mm-hmm. Renee, you were there for that. I yeah, mean, that was actually really interesting to be part of, just to hear what they go through and what they do, specifically for a Christian haunted house. That was absolutely amazing. Like you said, learning what they do, uh, how mm-hmm. they run things, the kind of backlash that they've got, but they yeah. were able to handle it with you know such humility. You yeah. know, 
Yeah. Just to be able to be a part of building a haunted house. Right? Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. That was fantastic having them come on and talk about that. So, again, listener, if you haven't had a chance, please go back to episode 11 and take a listen. Go online and leave a comment about what you think also. So now, Into the Void presents Ghost Story number two. Nicole's trying not to laugh right now. I can see it. (laughs) I'm sorry. I hear it all the time. I never actually see your face when you're doing it. Oh, yeah. Real quick before we get into this, I um, I want to really put this out there. Yeah. A lot of podcast shows do live streams. Yeah. Uh, they do a lot of live streams, um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, or whatever streaming service they use. And that's great. I think it's fantastic. I'm mm-hmm. not really one to do a live stream yet. I'm pretty sure people are going to want to see a live stream. They're going to see it like want to see what we do. Yeah. But I'm more old school. I'm mm-hmm. the kind of guy that when it comes to radio, I always want to picture what they look like. Think of when you were young. Okay, mm-hmm. and you were listening to Kiss FM in the morning, or you were listening, uh, or even now when you're younger, you listen to 98.7 in the morning. Yeah. If you're not looking at their social media mm-hmm. and you just sit there and you try to picture yeah. what that host looks like. Yeah, we have a Facebook page and you get to see what I look like or what Renee looks like mm-hmm. or heck, even what Nicole looks like. But, oh, God, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is, I'm old school, man. If you want a good radio show and you don't want to have to go on social media and look at their faces, then just sit there, turn up your headphones and listen to what we sound like yeah. and try to. You know, give a visual. Don't go crazy on trying to figure out what we look like. Yeah, don't strain your brain. Exactly. (laughs) I'll I'll never forget the first time I saw what Rick D's looked like. And I was like, that's not what I was expecting. Yes. First time I saw him was a commercial where he was like throwing money out the truck. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, is that, that's Rick D's. That's what he looks like. Yeah. No, I mean, Rick D's, shout out to you, man. You are awesome. I love your show. I Real love, I love. To yeah. yeah it's seriously. A, same happened to me. We're I'm... not worthy. Let's get into this ghost story. Into the Void presents ghost story number two. Numero dos. Siete setados. No, I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> do the whole ghost story. <laughs> if, I could, if I could do that in Spanish, I would freak myself out. <laughs> so, this ghost story takes us to the great state of Michigan. A state for its Great Lakes, Agawa Canyon, and train tour. Also home to Fort Holmes, established in 1812 during the War of 1812. But it is here in Salt Set Marie, Michigan, is where our ghost story takes place. A man by the name of John John recalls the night he was attacked by a malevolent spirit. Now, just imagine, if you will, being six years old and tormented by a vengeful spirit. Every night you go to sleep and the spirit shows up to torment you. You know, you do everything you were told when a monster shows up in your room, hiding under your covers, closing your eyes, telling yourself it's not real, it's not real, it's not real. Well, as a kid, John would wake up at night to a man standing by his bed, not in front, no sir, beside his bed. And if that weren't scary enough, he told me, as a kid, I used to wake up to a man standing up by my bed, shaking it. I always felt as if he was trying to hurt me. That is some creepiness right there. Mm. Seriously. Now, I've mentioned this in past episodes about how children seem to have some sort of sensitivity to the paranormal. But at six years old, how do you tell your family that you have a ghost haunting you at night? And I asked John this question and he told me, my family is a strong Christian family. They don't believe in ghosts. So it made it a lot harder for me to deal with it since they wouldn't believe me. Now, we know at a young age, uh, children can exaggerate the truth. Uh, But when the truth becomes all too real, what do you do then? Since John's family didn't believe what was going on was paranormal, he had a hard time dealing with the situation. And honestly, who could blame him? It wasn't until one night when John was sleeping, he he knew something was personally after him. He says, the worst was when I was about eight years old. I remember it to this day. I was not sleeping. I used to stay up and fake being asleep because I was scared. I slept on a bunk bed in my bedroom and was on the bottom bunk. I had to sleep with my feet sticking out because the bed itself was too small. Right as I was about to fall asleep, something grabbed my foot. It pulled so hard, I fell out of bed and onto the floor. As I fell on the floor, I felt a sharp cut on my ankle, and I screamed the most blood-curling scream. And it was so loud, in fact, my father came running into my room. He asked me what happened. 
I was trying to tell him that something pulled my leg and me out of the bed. My father, being the skeptic that he is, said I just fell out of bed. As I looked down and around in my room, I started to think for a second that maybe he might be right, until I looked at my foot. The foot that was grabbed and pulled had blood on my ankle. I looked at my father while he looked at my ankle, and I asked him, then how did I get this cut? He looked at me with a confused expression on his face. The next day, I went under my bed to look for what cut me. Now, to my surprise, under my bed was an old handsaw. When I brought the handsaw to my father, he said it belonged to my grandfather on my mother's side. The strange part was that it always hung above the door in our house. So somehow it got from there to under my bed. Plus, I was sure this is what had cut my ankle. In fact, I was so sure I could see my blood on the handsaw from my ankle. In fact, I can recall the feeling on my ankle that night. It felt as though fingers gripped my ankle and pulled me off the bed. It was something I will never forget. That is just creepy, right? So these attacks continued for a long time on John. Uh, it wasn't until he reached his 20s, that's insane, his 20s, yeah. that John finally got some insight on what was happening to him and why. He says, my grandfather on my mother's side hated children. Now, I never knew him growing up. My mother and her mother did not like talking about him. It wasn't until I, my 20s, my mom finally told me the whole story. You see, he got locked up because he went crazy. Turns out he hated children. He hated them so much that unfortunately, two of my uncles were murdered when they were just babies. My grandmother was working nights at the hospital when she arrived home from a long shift. She found both babies had been buried alive in the backyard. By the time she had dug them out out of the ground, they were as still as statues. In that moment, she gathered her things, grabbed my mother along with, with her older brother, and left to a women's shelter. After my grandfather was locked up, we never heard from him again. Years later, I learned that he passed away in jail due to health problems. Ah, God, could you imagine just mm. coming home and mm. discovering that? Mm. Oof, so no. Mm. So with everything that had been happening to John, one would think that he would get a little more peace knowing who it was that had been terrorizing him. I mean, you think he, he would have, yeah, right? Yeah, he would, yeah. But there was still one more thing John had to do in to uh, get rid of this malevolent spirit. Sorry guys, I just wanna make sure I'm on the right thing here. Yep. I had a friend that was into witchcraft. She helped a lot by doing rituals she performed. Now, we had talked actually about an episode, um, uh, witchcraft and, uh, like Wiccas and witchcraft. Mm -hmm. So we talked about like the type mm -hmm. of like uh, things that witches do in order to get rid of spirits um, mm -hmm. to deal with a lot. So it's kind of interesting that his friend just so happened to be doing stuff like that. She was able to bound a spirit to a stone and tied him up inside a box. Then we took the, a walk and buried the box someplace where no one would find it. I found it a little odd, but after everything that I had been through, odd felt calming. As we finished burying the box, my friend told me I had to push the malevolent spirit out of my mind to not think about him. She said it was a big part of why his presence was taking over me. So I did. Lastly, as we left, as we were leaving, she told me to not look back. I'm going to say that again. She told me to not look back. As we left, a sigh of relief left my body. I knew it was over. So once everything was officially done and John was able to move on with his life, he took it upon himself to study religious beliefs and practices. John promised himself he would never allow anything like this to ever happen again. So... Let's, uh, that's pretty much it. That, that's yeah. what was sent to me. Yeah. And so I got to say, yeah, there are, yeah, there are there tons is. and tons of questions. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest questions I had actually was, um, why did his friend say to not look back? That, that bugged me for quite a while, actually. It did, yeah. So I did my research on that, and it turns out that it's, it's part of a pagan religion, religion like uh, ritual 
Um, when you go and you bury something that has been uh, attacking you, something that has been bugging you, something that has been, you know, causing uh, turmoil in your life, uh, this being the malevolent spirit that John was dealing with, um, when you go and bury something like that, the reason why you don't look back is because it allows this whatever is in the forest or whatever wherever you buried it at, it allows whatever spirits that are around to gather and basically take away whatever has been bugging you, allowing it to move on, um, uh, to cross over. Um, but if you look back, they it's considered to be rude. It's considered to be um, kind of a... a What's the word? Kind of like you're looking at somebody in the shower when you shouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. There. Yeah, yeah, mm. you're, yeah. That's that's the best example, actually. Well, okay, um, but if somebody tells me don't look back, my first thing. So yeah, so so yeah, and that's yeah. I, I treat something I like that. It's like that. the puke mm-hmm. incident where when someone is throwing up, you can't help but look because you're like, what is that noise? What is that sound? What is that smell? So. <laughs> It's it's true. Like you're you're gonna yeah. I smell something. Yeah, exactly. So you're gonna you're gonna look back regardless. But in the paranormal world, when you have something that is malevolent mm-hmm. and has been attacking you from an early age all the way to your twenties, um, you have allowed it to basically take control. You're giving it energy. You're giving it yeah. what it wants. It's like bonding with you as exactly like, an, like it's creating tether. an attachment yeah. exactly so when you put something in the woods or bury it out there and you don't look back you're not giving it power anymore yeah you're basically saying okay i'm done with you mm-hmm. and there are times there are, are reports and 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 uh, uh witness statements that state uh people have buried something before that has been you know attacking them and they look back and they hear a whisper and that whisper kind of indicates that i'm not gone Mm. You just gave me more power to stay with yeah. you. So whatever you tried to do, I'm going to stay now. You want to get rid of me, but secretly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. When you look back, that's mm-hmm. like the secret side of you saying, no, I, I don't want you to I leave. I kind of want you to When in like reality. Relationship. Yeah. And in reality, <laughs> you don't I want that. that. Like somebody breaks up with you. They walk away. No, stay. If they turn around, <laughs> you still got them. If they then don't, they're, you're Then done. they're done that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And that's the gong. Right? <laughs> and that's the gong. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that that's uh, that was something that really stood yeah, out to me that was the most. Really interesting too. Yeah, I'm glad you really you know um, explain that because that it bothered me when I because I read it last night and I was just like, don't look back. I was like, what? Yeah, but, yeah. Okay. They, that's a big thing is they tell you not to look back. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, like my first instinct would be to look back. Somebody yeah. That's, me, don't do that will be, I yeah. do it. you know, <laughs> and do that too. there are a lot of people right? that do look back and they do get attached again mm-hmm. and they have to go back. And um, sometimes what you just did will not work. You have to do a oh, different yeah. type of ritual or different mm-hmm. types of cleanse uh, to get rid of whatever spirit or malevolent spirit is, is attached to you. So then here's my question. If he hated kids so much, how did she not know this before she had kids with them? Now that is a good question you know, and i true. i wish yeah. i wish we could actually like talk to his mother or talk to him yeah. uh to see if she was you know did she ever catch on to anything right. like that mm. and if he killed my kids i'm not keeping anything from him exactly keep stuff exactly especially a saw you know but if you if you go <laughs> back and you, and you put it in a in a uh, i want to say like a psychological type situation there are a lot of people in relationships that their relationship is so abusive, but they don't they don't leave. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, the same yeah. as look back. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, exactly. it's the same as look back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's 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 sad. It's really sad to hear that there are people out there who are in relationships, and it's an abusive relationship. Whether it's physically ab- abuse, mm-hmm. mental abuse, um, emotional abuse, mm-hmm. it sucks to hear all that stuff. But you know what? People stay because there's obviously something about that person I that. Think yeah, that's the thing. I think it's because it's the person that they either knew. Or with this person's case, it, they heard it was a former family member. Yeah. So thinking that over time, like, okay, maybe it's just them just reacting to me and that maybe eventually it'll get better. Yeah. Yeah. But it never did. But it never did. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, I mean, it's it, it's a sad thing. It really is. Um, and I wish we could, you know, talk to his mother or talk to him and yeah. find out, like, how did, you know, did she notice anything, yeah. any signs? Mm-hmm. Um the the other thing that caught me was the fact that it that this uh, malevolent spirit, the the family spirit, was attached to just him. That's the nut- it didn't yeah. attack yeah, the dad. Yeah, yeah. It didn't attack the mom. It didn't attack anybody I was, else. Yeah, I was surprised to hear it was just him and not even the mother. Yeah, too. I would imagine it would be yeah. like 
kind of like a domino effect, like right. the mother, and then it passed on well, to the son. Well, right. if you think about it, like it almost seems like they never really talked about him. Yeah, that was the biggest so thing is maybe that his dad knew they did about not. His yeah, they didn't want to talk about yes, it because they didn't exactly. want the kids to get scared about it and or so think that maybe he was yep, still around. Maybe that's why he attacked because he had no idea who this ghost is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you this spirit was am, like, I'm gonna let you know. Yeah, exactly. You don't know who I am. Yeah. I'm just gonna bug the crap out of you mm-hmm. until you finally learn something or whatever. Um, it, it's it's kind of sad. That's another thing too. Like families, uh, families should not keep secrets like that, especially like that. Yeah, yeah. Families that's keep secrets in general. Yeah, families shouldn't keep secrets so. in general. But <laughs> I mean, when it's when it's uh, a family member who you know uh, murdered some family members. That was the thing. A violent past. Yeah. in, in yes. your family tree or something. And you like would think that. down the line, eventually, his mother would be like, "Hon, I need to talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what happened." But exactly. Like even if they have, just didn't want to talk yeah. about it. If you yeah. have bad apples, yes, it's part of fa- your family. Yes, you don't want to talk about it. Like mm-hmm. I have bad apples, but I gotta let my family know yeah. what's going on, what happened, in yeah. order for them to, if anything happens with them, mm-hmm. maybe they understand. Oh, you know. You know, I'm not saying I'm just like my family member, but it does run in my family. Maybe I could get some help yeah. for what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, like, you know, and that's that's the question I want to bring up, listeners, is, is if you know anyone or e- even yourself has had to deal with some sort of vengeful spirit, what did you do? To get rid of that spirit, what did you yeah. did you perform a ritual? Did you talk to a friend who's into Wicca? I mean, yeah. there are so many ways to get rid of it. But I'm curious: have you yourself ever had to deal with a vengeful spirit? Yeah. What limits did you have to do to yeah. get rid of it? Exactly. And if you think about it, I think this is the first story where it actually happened to the actual person. Yes. Where like all the other yeah. stories we've gotten, it's happened to their friend or yeah. their spouse or yeah. whatever. Exactly. This is the actual first. First person, first counter story type of thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I gotta say, what a name, John John. <laughs> I, I believe I pronounced it wrong. I believe it's Jean John oh, because it's Salt yeah, Set Marie, yeah. Michigan, which okay. I believe is like border of Canada. And mm-hmm. so it's so French Canadian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's a lot. And I know for a fact there's a lot of French. Uh, residents like building uh, restaurants and um, oh, okay. a lot of uh, like French Canadian that live out there. Uh, but it, no, it is a cool name. I do like it. This type of uh, haunting that happens to people, it's not uncommon for something no. like this to happen. Yeah. But there's something that I do want to talk about. Even though this was a vengeful spirit and this spirit was obviously trying to hurt John as, as a kid, I want listeners, you may know, you may not know, there are spirits out there that are not vengeful. There are a lot of spirits. In fact, a lot of people have spirit guides. A lot of people have what they call as their guardian angel. And Nicole, you yourself actually mm. had been dealing with a guardian angel of some sorts. Do you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about like uh, what you've been kind of going through? Well, and yeah, it's just with my grandma. You just uh, when she passed away, she was like pretty much the one that raised me. I didn't have that good of a childhood with my mom, so I moved in with my grandma, um, and then her and my aunt pretty much took over raising me and then the day she died it was really early in the morning so we were all up waiting for you know the mortuary to get there to pick up the body Mm -hmm. and so we all went out to breakfast and when we got home everybody wanted to go to sleep I was way too upset and way too sad to even try to sleep so I took my little cousin Susie's or before the the iPod Mm -hmm. the little like mp3 player Oh, okay. The so, Zune? Yeah. No. Oh, oh well, before I'm thinking the Zune. No, okay. before yeah. Zune. It was, I think it was a l- very little tiny MP3 player that you mm-hmm. could only hold maybe 100 and something songs. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Where you couldn't, like, do a shuffle. It had to be the song the right order. after the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So I Old asked school. her if I could borrow it to go on a walk mm-hmm. because I just could not sleep with everybody. Um. So she was like, yeah, go ahead. I put it on and... Uh, I started my walk, and as soon as it started playing, it started playing that song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. And I just stopped, I looked down, and I just bawled my eyes out, and I kept crying. I was like, you know, that's crazy. I told Susie about it, and Susie's like, that's not the last song that it was left on. You know, that wasn't even the next song in the mm-hmm. lineup. And I was like, that had to have been Mamaw saying, mm-hmm. you know, I'm here, I'm still watching over you, yeah. don't worry, you're okay, and mm-hmm. be happy with yeah. your life, you know? Aww. And then... That was whew, right when she passed. So that was almost 10 years ago. Wow. Maybe almost 10 wow. years now. 
you know, and that's 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 always I, I love hearing stuff about like that where you know you have a, a loved one or a family member who has passed away and you get some sort of sign from them yeah. letting you know that listen I'm okay but I want you to be okay also yeah yeah you know and that's oh. that's tough that is tough yeah. and then the other sign that I got that I know for a fact that she is looking out for me was just. When, when did I call you? Like a week ago? Uh, maybe? yeah. Last yeah. week? It was last week. Oh, yes, I yes. I don't know why I was having such a bad day. Just trying to hang out with Susie. She couldn't hang out. And I was really mad because, you know, once my grandma passed, our family kind of went their opposite ways. Yeah. She was the rock that held us together. So I was trying to hang out with her and she couldn't. And it just, like, broke me. And I started mm. crying. And I didn't know why I was crying. And then I started thinking of my grandma, and I started thinking about how close our family used to be, how much I miss my family, bawling my eyes out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just being emotional chick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I had to go to work that night, and later on that night, my uncle calls me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm fine. How are you? He's like, I'm okay. I just had this feeling today that I needed to call you, and I just wanted to call you. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like... <laughs> I threw my glasses <laughs> off of my face a- across the table yeah. and I started bawling. He's like, oh my God, what's wrong? Why are you crying? I'm like, let me tell you about my day, <laughs> what I've been thinking. He's like, dude, I just got the chills. I was like, this is Mama. This is Mama totally telling me that she's still here with me. Mm-hmm. She's still looking over me and she's still like mm-hmm. telling me I'm going to be okay. <laughs> like When she told me that, uh, I remember just going, I'm yes, my best friend had a paranormal it. experience. <laughs> I was so happy. He was like, oh my God, you have to come on the show and talk about it now. I was so happy oh, about that. I had the chills yeah. just thinking about it yeah. again. The same thing happened to me when my, I think I said on the show, I'm not too sure if I remember, but my mother passed away just two years ago now. She was diagnosed with cirrhosis of the liver and they put her in a hospice. So it was Mm -hmm. in the St. Jude's Hospital in Fullerton. That's a good place to be at It really is. They have a really nice hospital. So then, you know, we're sitting there and it was like, they told us that it it would take about either that night or a whole nother day for her to finally Mm -hmm. move on. And so then we're there the first day that she was put in hospice. And then next thing you know, you know, my sister and I were like, kind of like, okay, we're tired. And my niece, you know, she, she lives with us. So we're just like, okay, we're going to take uh, Kylie home, my niece. And cause she's getting tired, but we just need a break from being here and stuff mm-hmm. like that. My dad decided to stay cause obviously, and uh, we went home and it was like midnight where we decided to finally go to bed. And I wasn't sleepy or tired, but I knew that I was exhausted just from everything the whole day and stuff like that. So I kind of just laid there in the dark and with my eyes closed, I was still wide awake, but I can tell that like half an hour passed and I'm just kind of relaxing. I'm not fully asleep, but I know that my body is not moving and Mm -hmm. my mind is kind of slowly drifting. And I hear my mom just not yell at my name, but just kind of say my name like Renee like not concerned just kind of like just said it casually and call Mm. me I can hear it and I literally wake up and I go yeah and then hour later my uh, my dad calls and says my mom passed away Uh, yeah see that's like her saying hey you know Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be with you yeah no matter what yeah I see my mama she said she had the same experience when her Mm. parents passed away so like kind of hoping it stays on the family <laughs> you know, I pass I want my kids to be like I saw you <laughs> there's a there's a, an entire thing about that you grow up with with your family members yeah uh, your mom your dad your grandma grandpa you, you grow up with them they take care of you they feed you they take pick you up after school or you know they take you to places on the weekends um you create this this bond yeah with your family so it's not a surprise when my father's mother passed away I remember this specifically waking up at 3.30 in the morning, just randomly waking up, and I heard the front door close. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's weird. But I went back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Woke up a couple hours later, and my mom tells me grandma had passed away. Mm-hmm. And I remember just like being upset and sad because I didn't get to see her again. But at the same time, my mind was more focused on, that explains why I woke up at 3.30. It's that feeling, it's that connection that you have with your family. And it, it's such a strong connection that when somebody passes away you feel it mm-hmm. you know you just feel it it's an interesting feeling i don't ever classify it as, as paranormal because this is a natural occurrence that happens to people so in that mm-hmm. case people call it xenonormal have you ever heard of that term xenonormal no, i would still classify it as paranormal how so just out of curiosity because in my mind you're feeling the spirit leaving 
Okay. If okay. You have any sort of feeling or any sort of thought of like even you know the other day thinking that's totally mammal. I thought that somebody's watching over you. Somebody's letting you know I'm leaving now, but you're gonna be okay. Okay. Yeah. Since you're not too upset and you didn't leave in a bad way, mm-hmm. it's just you're gone. Yeah. Letting you know I'm gone. I, I have to say agree to disagree because no no it's, it's Which fine. Is our uh, life. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how we grew up just agreeing to disagree, Be- only because of the fact that death is such a natural occurrence uh, uh, in life, and to me, um, if it feels unexplainable but there is an explanation for it, I I, I tend to classify it as a, as a xenonormal as opposed to paranormal, um, which xenonormal is things that. Uh, look unexplainable, but they're actually just a natural cause. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of an example of that. So You're, how would that not be anything different than well, scientists trying to explain? Okay, so stuff? you've got you've got um, you've got a house. Okay, let's just do, this is like the most basic way to put it. You've got a house. Uh, this house creaks a lot at night. It creaks a lot during the day. That's so my lady's house does. <laughs> right. Oh. So you have all these creaks and noises and, and and weird sounds that are coming from the house. And people always say, oh, it's just the house settling. Well, if you look at it on a natural state, you know you've got the sun. The sun heats up the house. The house tends to expand a little bit as it gets colder. The the, the expansion stops, and now everything is settling in, and it's cracking, and it's creaking, and it's making weird noises. And I feel that's that example goes with when when someone passes away because of the naturalness of being with that person and seeing them all the time Mm -hmm. when their spirit leaves you get that feeling of okay I just felt like you know so and so had just left or they even you know a song played that let me know that they were about to pass away Mm -hmm. or I heard someone speak to me and Mm -hmm. you know that then all of a sudden they passed away it's a very natural occurrence to happen now earlier on it would be classified as paranormal and the problem was is that it was so classified as paranormal that people thought they were going crazy and Mm -hmm. hence being put in asylums and Mm -hmm. all that so now in this day and age it's more of a xenonormal type experience to have because again the attachment with your family the attachment that you have personal connection personal connection so that's just where i see it as a xenonormal versus paranormal i i see where you're trying to like lay it out and i do you kind of understand where you're going with it? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I do see what you mean. So that, yeah. it makes sense. It does make I'm sense. I'm not saying that it's not paranormal, though, because there are times where somebody passes away and people hear stuff and it's extremely unexplainable to them mm-hmm. until like a week or... Yeah, you know? like yours is compl- yeah. was completely unexplainable. Like, why mm-hmm. would that even happen? Whether you had that... I, I meant to ask you, did you have that type of personal connection? With my mom? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, yeah, we... So, like, growing up, I know that, you know, me and my mom always loved doing watching movies together watch tv because you know she um she liked to stay at home you know she was a woman that she that she didn't like going out so we just me and her always just kind of like sitting on the couch we always agreed on movies and tv shows okay i think when i got older obviously because of my adolescence i did disagree with her and yeah. i was a bit of a jerk to her i will it's, admit to it's that. you know what it's what part we all yeah, yeah it's all part of being a teenager we all went through it yeah and me and her had like a bit of a like I don't want to say mix or rocky relationship towards the end because she was an alcoholic which brought her to cirrhosis of the liver so I would get a little bit snippy with her when it came to her uh, drinking towards the end but then I think like the last year we reestablished that connection again okay of you know me and her and you know and stuff like that because I think it was a year before she died I did realize that she was gonna probably go pretty soon okay because her eyes she got jaundice so her eyes were yellow and stuff Mm -hmm. and she did not want to go to the doctor because she just let her um her disease take over basically Mm -hmm. i see she let it take over herself so as happens with almost my whole family Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it sucks Uh, i will i will say this it was just to give you a little back yeah. Side of this before I get into it, because um, this is something that I did not write down or mm-hmm. put into any words because it just recently happened. And so it's been a little bit hard to deal with it. I, G Man, <laughs> just <laughs> my mom's side, my grandmother just passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. And so I did not get that uh, feeling that you get when somebody passes away. Okay. Now, I'm going to go a little personal here, so I do apologize, but the reason why I'm doing this is because I need to really let this off right now. Yeah. yeah I need to get this off my chest. Too. Yeah. So uh, just recently she passed away, mm-hmm. and we've been basically uh, 
the family members have been back and forth at the house. Uh, she, she left the hospital to be in her in her uh, hospice mm-hmm. at home, and uh, she passed away. My brother told me. Um, I saw her once before she passed away. So it was nice. It was really nice to be able to be over there and see her. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did not get that feeling that I did with my dad's side. Mm -hmm. Now, were you closer to your grandma on your dad's side than you were? So see, that's that's the thing that's throwing me off right now is that I I wasn't really close with my dad's mom Mm -hmm. but i mean i felt like we saw her a lot lot Um, more than your mom yeah yeah more than well no because we saw my mom's uh mom quite a bit actually more than my dad's mom but for some reason i i had that i woke up at 3 30 in the morning and you know she had passed away um with this one it was not it did not have that feeling Mm-hmm. But I will say this, I have been, I've been having a very hard time. Like it was hard even getting this episode together because, yeah. you know, dealing with this and I want to make sure my mom's okay and everything. I so surprised you wanted to do it so soon. Yeah. It was more of, uh, just trying to, you know, I, I want to be able to just keep going. You got to keep your mind. Yeah, exactly. I want to keep my mind going on no, this. It makes sense. Yeah. 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 So again, I didn't get that feeling that normally you get, which I did read that, you know, not everybody's going to get that mm-hmm. paranormal feeling of. You know, wait, I just heard yeah. my grandma's voice or I just saw my grandma and then all of a sudden they passed away. Really so quick, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, so, yeah, you explained that not everyone gets it. So my brother has never gotten that. OK. Yeah. OK. Yeah. My yeah. brother has never gotten that with my mom and he took it the hardest. Yeah. yeah See, and so truth, yeah. and so I think that's why as of right now, I'm actually going through a hard time yeah. emotionally because. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out why I didn't get that feeling, but mm-hmm. I'm also trying to figure out like, you know, I'm remembering a lot of stuff that I did as a kid with my grandma. Mm-hmm. She was the one that picked me up and, and, you know, I would get home while my mom was at work and yeah. she put on Sesame Street and yeah. give me a piece of bread with jelly on it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, hold on to that. Then. Yeah. And that's Don't the thing. Like, try to look for oh, no. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like I, I've come to that conclusion of just hang on to the memories because mm-hmm. those memories are the emotions. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the emotions that you normally get, um, so it's been it's been a, a definite up and down this mm-hmm. whole entire week or two weeks. But at the same time, like I didn't get that feeling. Yeah. Um, but I'm not saying it's not there either. You know. Yeah. Now, how do you not know that that's just not her throwing those memories? Into that your is head? a good question. That you is a very I mean? good question. So yeah. um, I will say that it is completely normal for when someone's about to pass away to start getting a flood of memories. Now it's one of those like if you didn't hear anything about your sibling or whoever uh, passing away, and then you just heard mm-hmm. about it that day, mm-hmm. there's a possibility that that could be the family member's spirit yes. giving you yes, 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 yes. to help you not be upset and not be sad, yeah. but more happy and excited mm-hmm. that they are now no longer in yeah. pain and mm-hmm. that they are not having to deal with laying in bed all day and, you know, not eating and all that. Now they get to be what I like to call the spirit in the sky. <laughs> Basically, they're no longer in pain. They get to be with their family members and mm-hmm. whoever has passed, you know, earlier on. So because yeah. like Aunt, Aunt Kathy, she used to Every time she'd have a dream about somebody, she'd have to call that person. Make oh, sure that okay. They're okay. Or if like a picture of a family member fell yeah. down, she has to call that person. Are you okay? Mm. Something happened. There's a huge thing about that. I yes, will, there is. Yeah, I will yeah. go back into that another time. But there's a huge thing about um, when your family member's picture falls down. There's like a yep. whole backstory and she like was all into that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really quite interesting. We'll definitely have oh, to talk actually, about that in the future. Oh, yeah, that might be yeah, because I have something about that. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll definitely get into that okay. uh, later yeah, on. No problem. In, in the but, um, going back to what you were saying about yeah. the houses creaking because of the sun and everything, I'm really glad you said that because one of like your first couple of episodes Mm -hmm. the other gentleman that was on here Mm -hmm. before with you he was saying that every time the house creaked it was a spirit and i work you know i do home health care in a house yeah it's from the freaking 60s it creaks all the time i'm like this cannot be because there's spirits in here come on right yeah so i'm really glad that you you clarified that because you know on your first couple of episodes, he was like, "That's why the house is creaking." Yeah, that cannot be. Yeah, why there, the there is there. Like yeah. I said, the, it's it's known as xenonormal, and it's basically just when things are naturally occurring that you can't explain, but then you realize it's a natural occurrence. It's something mm-hmm. that nature's causing. It's something that is caused, you know, uh, because of science's mm-hmm. put in there 
you know, so it, yeah, it's all Zen and normal. The mini walk or whatever mm-hmm. it was was not Zen. No, that, that was real. You know, right? there are actual accounts of people in electronics. Now, remember, with electronics, spirits tend to take the energy from that electronic to be able to manifest or give you some sort mm-hmm. of sign. So it wouldn't surprise me if, like, you were listening to the song and then all of a sudden, like, that song plays and you look at your battery and the battery's like drained down a lot. And that's energy being pulled and. Um, there's a high chance that Mamma was basically letting you know I'm okay and that I want you to be okay. I don't she want was. you to, yeah. So you can't prove it otherwise. Yeah, I think I'm not going <laughs> to let you say anything else on that. <laughs> I know where I stand. It, okay? <laughs> Those mine. are my thoughts. This is what you get for having your best friend on the show. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's just do one one final thing here before we end the show. It's called my final thoughts. It's something we do here on the show where we basically just give our final thoughts on the story. Uh, Renee, do you have any final thoughts on this story? I think one of the things that I found it really interesting about the story was that it ended up being a family member, a violent family mm, member, okay. too. And I think that was pretty interesting because usually when it comes to not vengeful spirits, but like when it comes to like that type of violentness of a paranormal activity at all, usually it's demonic. Oh, at least like, okay. that I've heard. Okay, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So this for me to hear that it's a family member that's doing it really made it interesting that's why i kind of i found that story really interesting it was a past family member Mm -hmm. nicole do you have any uh final thoughts on this story not really (laughs) (laughs) i like i've pretty much said my piece on the story so i I mean Mm -hmm. i don't know just like i said how did she not see signs yeah yeah you know why is family member attacking why keep stuff of a that's another thing yeah of a family member you who's gotta, murdered you, you gotta be open about that yeah. yes talk to your families yeah. Yeah. tell them good stuff bad stuff yeah. especially the bad stuff so they know what to look out for mm-hmm. yeah. in themselves mm-hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely you know? absolutely well my final thoughts on this uh story i agree with you guys 100 percent uh mm-hmm. the you know telling your family you know not to keep secrets because secrets Secrets are bad, mm-hmm. you know. Heart, they really can. They really. I mean, look at John John's uh, uh, family. Goodness. Keeping that secret and him being attacked and not knowing until he was older—that that's no, that's no good. Yeah. Hey, sorry. How does the mom not tell the son this when he's talking about it? When it happened to him? Yeah. Right. I, I mean, remember though, maybe, he was also too scared to say yes, anything. Yes, I was gonna mm-hmm. say maybe because she thinks it would make him scared. Yeah. But I mean, still, you have to think if this is. I, I don't believe, but yeah. maybe this is really what's yeah. going on. No. Well, I, I will say this. Like I said, my final thoughts are that I do agree with you guys on, on every level in the story. And it also makes me wonder, though, because with every vengeful spirit, every demonic entity, every uh, paranormal account that ever happens anywhere, sometimes you really have to look at the location of where this is all happening at. Mm-hmm. Um, and for this instance, it is Salt Set Marie, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, now I will say this, Salt Set Marie has its very, very share of paranormal accounts. There are you know, restaurants, bars, hotels that have uh, people talking about being chased out of a room or, or uh, sitting down talking with someone for an hour-long conversation only to find out that they were never there in the first place. The town, yeah, the, the town Salt Saint Marie has its own history of death. And yeah. so not only that, but I also look into something else, which is water. Water is, uh, is a conductor of the paranormal. Water is also considered to be a gateway for the paranormal to come in and out just like a mirror. And so, you know, where, the, where he, his home is located, there is a lake nearby. And that lake has had a lot of drownings and it's had a lot of death around it. Mm-hmm. And so that, to me, you know, could possibly be a, a conductor for that vengeful spirit to yeah. manifest and make itself known to be able to even grab him on the ankle like that, yeah. you know? So, yeah, this hey, this story is definitely chilling. A bunk bed. Yes, a bunk fall bed. fall off a bunk bed like yeah. that because you're being grabbed on the ankle, there's bars. How do you fall because there's bars? Remember, though, if you go into rim sleep... You won't be no, able no, no. to really do much. I know, but you said his, like, he said his feet were hanging off the bed. Yeah, he, had to, he had to stick his foot before, off the bed. Yeah, there's a bar before he can just automatically fall. Right. You know, like, that's a lot. That makes no sense. If you, yeah, and, and it's those things, like, right there that make you go, this is quite possibly a real, real paranormal yeah, exactly. experience because yeah. for someone 
to have their foot hanging like that and for a spirit to be able to fully actually grab the ankle, rip you down, and make you hurt yourself, Mm -hmm. that, no, I'm good. I don't need any more of that. I think one of the things that makes it really interesting as well, too, is that it's this is a human spirit doing all this that you know having the ability to grab someone and even hurt them to draw blood mm. takes an enormous power that's a lot of energy, energy. that's yeah. a lot of energy yeah. to do that and to k- keep doing that yeah. so it kind of makes I mean, me wonder too like what was the those. energy in the house yeah with the fa- yes, with the folks exactly. and and him and his brother and all that because yeah. they say that uh when a an eventual spirit or, or a poltergeist of some sort doesn't really make itself fully known unless the energy in the room is at a negative level Mm -hmm. so it kind of makes me wonder was there a lot of negative energy in the house which allowed this spirit to manifest was it something that had to do with the with john john himself was was it you know the fact that he was so afraid to talk about it that it was scaring him so much giving that spirit or that vengeful spirit power and energy Mm -hmm. to be able to cause harm to him like that i think that's probably yeah i mean there's there's the the thing is that there's there's a multitude of reasons why this could have happened in yeah. the first place whether it's the town itself whether it's the state itself or whether it's just uh john john, john family, himself yeah. or the family itself yeah. yeah so there's a lot of of uh questions for the story but there's a lot of justification as to what happened and mm-hmm. why it happened so that's just my final thoughts on yeah, that yeah yeah no yeah uh, how did it get from above the door to under his bed? That, wow. that is that creepy. Right? Yeah, the handsaw. Yeah. And why was there a handsaw above your doorway in the oh, first wait, place? How is there not like negativity following just the handsaw mm-hmm. itself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet you that now way. there are families that are very traditional, and that is is that if someone in the family from like 1900s had. Um, you know, tools or whatever that they use, and they found it. They like to keep that stuff as memento. a memorabilia. Yeah, memento. Yeah, memento. Have that stuff from the yeah, right. Could you imagine? Me, man, it's like when people find like when people find um, uh, 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 cannonballs <laughs> or or bullets from the Civil War. Um, you know, like out in Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, they keep them. They yeah. keep them, but the problem is, is that when they keep them, they also are bringing back some yep. sort of energy with yep, them, yep. and they tend to get. <laughs> FYI, I would not sell myself. Exactly. So, yeah. So, funny. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Mm. So, well, I guess that's going to about do it. Bring this episode to a close. Uh, if you enjoyed this chilling ghost story, please let us know. Leave us a message or a comment on all our social media pages. We've got Facebook at Pod Paranormal 87, Instagram at Void Podcast 18, Twitter at Nightwing Silver. Also, be sure to check out our website, and we are happy to announce that. Them? <laughs> well, not just that, but we are happy to announce that our web address <laughs> has been shortened down finally. That's yes. right. We have a domain. Oh, man. Yay. Thank goodness. We finally have a domain that is intothevoidpod.com. So easy to find. Yeah, it's better than that GoDaddy line that we yes. used. <laughs> I mean, thank, thank, thank you, GoDaddy, for helping Oh, absolutely, us. yeah. It's the best website ever if you want to get a website off the ground. Yeah. But it's so good to have a .com. Yes. Oh, man. So, again, that is intothevoidpod.com. Please go onto that website, Mm -hmm. check it out, leave a comment, read the uh, ghostly blogs that we put up on there. Let me know Um, what I'm doing because I run it. Yes, uh, Nicole (laughs) runs the website along with uh, our IT guy, David Fant. He He, does. He's fantastic. He's doing a a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, please, go and check out the website. And lastly... Before we officially end this, I'd like to take a minute to talk about this because I'm very happy we finally get to make this announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, bats and ghouls, we have a Patreon. That's right. What better way to be even closer to the show than to make a contribution to the show starting at as low as $1 a month? $1. $1 does not make it holla. We have $1 now. (laughs) And guess who that is? And we have our first ever patreon contributor ladies and gentlemen nicole has managed managed to make a patreon all right so we have a patreon account if you go on the patreon account and you are able to donate a dollar or five dollars or even thirty dollars you will receive a sticker and i just kind of want to go over a little bit of the patreon account when you go onto the patreon and you look up into the void pod you can basically look to see what the tiers are Mm-hmm. And the tiers are titled as Explorers of the Void, which is only $1 a month. 
you'll be able to, let's see, the $1 lets you get you an exclusive role on a Discord chat server, which we have. It's a Discord basically to be able to talk to the to the crew, talk to the, the host. If you have a ghost story or, you know, you had some curiosity about mm-hmm. some ghost stuff, please go ahead and go on the tier. And we can, you know, one of us will be on there or maybe all of us will be on there and we'll talk to you about whatever paranormal is going on. I will definitely be on there all the time because Jonathan's on his all the time. Oh, really? I like to say, guess what? I'm on Discord now, too. Oh, snap. <laughs> also, a username shout-out on the podcast is an awesome uh, an awesome Into the Void sticker that you will receive. And it also comes with that warm, <laughs> fuzzy feeling that you are helping to support the podcast. At a $5 rate, you can get an exclusive role on the Discord chat server, access to the Patreon online chat channel, and also receive... A sticker. We also have Heroes of the Void, which is starting at $10 a month. Into the Void Local Reporter, which is at $15 level, includes everything in the Heroes of the Void tier. Plus, you can submit a five-minute local report having to do with the paranormal. That would be so cool. You can hear other people's recordings of what's either happened to them or what they hear going on. I'd be very excited. Very excited. We also have it at $20 level which is the Into the Void associate producer, includes everything in the Heroes uh, of the Void tier, plus a one-time personal invite to the recording studio or a handwritten thank you note and autographed headshot from G-Man himself. That's me. <laughs> That's me. And lastly, <laughs> I'm just going to be quiet about that because I don't like headshots. Um, and it's autographed. And it's autographed. <laughs> Please ignore my penmanship. (laughs) Into the Void executive producer level, that is at the $30 level, includes everything in the associate producer tier, plus an invite to quite possibly our end of the year meet and greet party. That is still underway, so we will be talking about that later on, but looks like we may be doing that. Other than that, uh, please go on to the Patreon account. Do us a favor and just uh, contribute. Even a dollar a month mm-hmm. is is going to help the show in every way. It allows us to get more for the show, do more for the show, bring a lot more exciting and chilling and spooky stories, mm-hmm. bring in more people, more interviews, more guests. So that's something that we'd really like to just stress uh, and let people know about. <laughs> Renee, uh, before we end, do you have anything you want to want to mention? Or are you good to go? Or uh, Yeah, if you guys want to interested in following me. You guys can just follow me on Instagram at Renee G. Bravo. That's right. That's right. Well. Check out the website. (laughs) Yes. Check out the website. Yes. Please check out the websites. We have in-studio photos, uh, ghostly blogs uh, that are sent Mm -hmm. to us all the time. You can also listen to every episode that has ever been put up uh, on the website. This uh, story should be probably be up tonight i believe it'll be up tonight yes uh by the time this episode is out and aired. done aired <laughs> it'll be on it'll the be up there yeah <laughs> all right well that's gonna do it for us on this episode of into the void please be sure to tune in to the next episode as we talk about anything and everything paranormal with youtuber vlogger and haunted locations explorer kelsey davis until then a big thank you to renee for joining me on this ghost story along with nicole for coming in and and joining us with this ghost story and as always i am g-man and i would like to thank you for falling with me into the void we'll catch you next time